This is the Timothy Project podcast, and we exist to equip and encourage pastors, missionaries, and ministry leaders. My name is Chad Hunsberger, and with me again is Kylie Ham. Kylie is the Global Discipleship Pastor at Colonial Heights Baptist Church. Uh, we did a previous episode just recently on mission and ministry, kind of mm-hmm. setting a foundation for uh, our understanding of those things based on Scripture. And so now I would love for you to help us kind of think through, uh, imagine the, the listener is a, a pastor uh, of, a, of a church here in Mississippi, maybe does not have a global discipleship pastor on his staff, sure. but wants to make sure that, and agrees with what we just said about mission and ministry, wants to make sure the church has a connection to another part of the world uh, we we call those partnerships, right? Mm-hmm. So, what does it look like then to help establish, maintain healthy missional partnerships um, that that can help fuel more mission, yeah. so to speak, for uh, a congregation? So, help yeah. us process some of that. Yeah, I think I think that actually begins with what we talked about in the first. Uh, episode, which was uh, a really clear, good understanding of what is the role of the church in missions? Mm -hmm. What task have we been given? uh, What role does the missionary play? And how do those things work together? So when I first came into this role, I know we're going to talk later more about sending people Mm -hmm. out from, from your church, but when I first came into this role, most of our church, our local church's efforts in missions were centered around partnerships. So essentially what we had done is we had either through relationships people had or um, uh, or connections that we were able to make with ministries, we had established a partnership between our church and some mission or ministry that was taking place out there in the world. Now, what I would also say uh, probably is an important, like if you're starting from ground zero as that local pastor, uh, one of the greatest things I think you can do is begin to educate yourself and the church about um, where where does mission need to take place in the world? And you begin those things like praying for specific uh, regions, more specifically certain countries that are considered mm-hmm. uh, less reached. And then uh, even through some other resources, specifically uh, what gets called people groups a lot of times, we, we sometimes call them ethno, ethno-linguistic groups because we do see that so much of society and actually scripture when it talks about mm-hmm. this centers around language. All right. And that is often the big divider. Those folks that don't have, around the world, who don't have the gospel available to them, uh, there's several reasons, but probably the primary one is it's not in their language, sure, and so they can't understand it. So um, so that was one of the things that I took on initially when I came into this role was how do we establish partnerships yep. and, wh- and, and how do we evaluate the partnerships that we have? So, uh, you know, we can kind of start wherever you yeah. want with that, but, um, but there's, a, there's a few things that we do. Number one, I would say, is once you have a clear understanding of the role that you think the church plays in missions through Scripture, look for alignment on those yeah. issues yep. first, yep. because 
that's going to save you a lot of heartache, a lot of time in going down the road and maybe even money, you know, through travel mm-hmm. and everything to find out later that we don't agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we don't we don't see the church being established or being active in these mission efforts. Right. That's problematic for us yeah. because yeah. we believe that biblically that's foundational yeah. for how ministry will take place is the church has got to come. Now, there's steps to that. You mentioned pioneer evangelism. Evangelism's got to take place. That may have to be preceded by physical needs being met, mm-hmm. any number of things. But that goal of seeing a local church established because people have come to Christ and they're being discipled and they are beginning to evangelize and all the things that we see in a local church is beginning to happen. That's always got to be the goal out there. Yeah, so again, I, all of that it makes sense. Let's let's get kind of Nuts real and practical. Yeah. <laughs> Who, where do I Google? What do I, what do I search for? Like I have no missionary friend. I have no... Uh, uh, there's nobody in my church that has a missionary sure. friend. We're new at this, and we're saying we believe the scripture, and we're seeing that. So, are there are there is there a website or two or eight yeah. that I need yeah. to go look at? And w- what are those? Uh, help us think through again in that early establishment yeah. picture. Yeah, what might that look like? I'll tell you one of the things. A couple of things that I did is is. Uh, I reached out to our convention. Mm-hmm. I reached out to our denomination to mm-hmm. find out because uh, you would hope that we would be that's right. aligned doctrinally. So that's a good place to start. Um, but one of the other things that I did is I began to look around at other churches, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was huge. That networking is, just that's makes right. a huge difference. I start, honestly, uh, there was a couple of people I had met and some that I just quite frankly, cold called Mm -hmm. and said, hey, I'd like to talk to you more about your missions process. How are you doing this? Who are you partnered with? All of those kinds of things. So, um, and, and, I'll just throw this plug in there because we we feel like this is a ministry that we are personally called to as our church, but we are incredibly excited about helping other churches who are trying to get started going down this role. Um, We would be glad to, you know, sit down and and talk this through for a day or, uh, you know, even come see you or you come see us or whatever, but uh, we're happy. That's the thing is we love how abundantly other people have poured into us and shared with us. And so we want to turn around and do that with other people. So yeah, the networking piece, the talking to... you open to putting your email on this podcast? Oh, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So my email is kham, K-H-A-M, at colonialheights.org. And uh, sure, reach out to me yeah. and uh, I'll be... Uh, we're not experts, but we have poured ourselves into this. And yeah. so we're yeah. we're happy to give anything we've gotten Good. to someone else. And so... I so, remember, man, for me, an example of that, yeah. like, it was probably 15 years ago. I was at a small church, and this this uh, I had been really teaching and talking about this, and this uh, like college age sisters they came up to me yeah. and they were like, "We're learning Spanish, and we want to take the gospel to somewhere that speaks Spanish." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "I do not know." I love it. That. But yes, <laughs> I sounds great. And I I did just what you just said. I cold called a yeah. church in town uh, that I knew did mission trips, yeah. and I was like, "Hey." Do y'all know of any place that I could confidently take some 
it wasn't just me and two right. college students, right. but like this this group that we could work with somebody that speaks Spanish. And sure enough, they got us in contact with someone who is now some of our closest friends in Honduras. And, yeah. Um, so so those kind of things, like churches should want to help churches do mm-hmm. this work, and we are certainly one of those that. We have benefited so much from those kind of conversations. And I would say another way to make those connections is um, if you're able, uh, as a a lead pastor or someone, if you're able to go to conferences, like if there are conferences Mm -hmm. that you already go to and you get there... um, don't blow off the exhibit hall. Right. Like, go into the exhibit hall and look and see, because usually at these conferences, there are mission organizations that are there, and you can begin to talk to them. I did exactly that. I began to meet people Mm -hmm. in those mission organizations. I began to find out more about that organization, and the first step was getting to know them and finding out, are we aligned with them about how they want to go about... What do they think the task is, yep. and how are they going about going after That's it? That's right. And the beauty of that is if you find some of those that you're aligned with, they've got missionaries on the field if you're not currently sending. Mm-hmm. So uh, that can be helpful yep. because you, as you begin to find those organizations that you trust and uh, you know that their personnel have been brought along in that process, they've been discipled that way, their goals are the same, that can be a great way to find yep. uh, people to partner with on the field as well. That's good. Okay, so now uh, we have made some of those connections. Yeah. We have said, yes, we want to partner. Yeah. Uh, what what does, I mean, that, that partnership can look so many different ways, mm-hmm. right? Some of them it's possible for teams to go to. Yep. Some of them it's not right uh, because of their location or their kind of uh, their uh, the, maybe even the safety of their of, of them having a large group of people come visit them, sure, um, those kind of things. But help think help us think through a little bit of what does it look like now that we've established that. What does a what does it look like on an ongoing basis to to really say we are partners to pick one? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and so yeah, what do we do? Yeah. What do we do once we have one? We we had that same. We were right there some years ago. And uh, myself at the committee sitting down, and they were so helpful to help walk through this. Uh, And I'll I'll never forget what one of our committee members, a friend of ours, said. He said, we've got to find a way to figure out where we engage. He said, because when it comes to missions, no one's ever going to bring us a bad idea. Mm. And he said, and we can't do them all. So how do we pick? How do we choose? And we said, okay, well, then we've got to have a somewhat objective way to do that. And so this came through a network uh, with another church and another couple of people who were kind of doing the similar Mm -hmm. things. And they were so gracious to share resources with me. And what they wound up, some of the things they wound up sharing with me were um, almost like a scale. Mm -hmm. Like, I've got it. I'll be glad to share it with people. But uh, it helps us as we get to know that organization or get to know, it helps us say, okay, how are they on this? What are they doing in this issue? What mm-hmm. do they believe about this? How are they doing this? Are they? How long have they been around? Are they financially stable? All these things. And as a committee, we would, first of all, gather information about them and kind of rank them. Mm-hmm. And then, and and so once that happened and we had gone down the road of getting to know them a little bit, then generally I would plan like a vision journey 
mm-hmm. yeah, assuming that it's an open an mm-hmm. open access place. And so generally, myself, I would go, and I always like to take some another trusted person with me. Mm-hmm. And it's because whatever I hear, I don't want what I hear to just be what we decide. I right. want someone else to hear that as well. And so they come back. We come back together, me and one or two other people, and. Based on what we've seen in action, we rate the, rank those things again. And then at that point, we make a decision. Are we going to move forward? And if it is uh, a partnership that uh, is open to short-term team support from a local church, then we plan to take a team there to support what they're doing. And then when we come back from having a team with them, because that can be very different than what people how they how they work with a team can be very different from mm-hmm. an individual. So we do that, and then we come back, we evaluate that again. How did it go? What were the goals? Do, do we see them moving toward that? And we evaluate that again, and then at that point. So there's information gathering, there's vision trip, there's uh, a team trip, and then there is you know, are we actually going to enter into partnership and what does that look like? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I think uh, about some of the things I've seen in you, whether that's uh, with partners that are are more on the financial end because we aren't able to go as often or, uh, and that's not even always just closed country. It's just the nature of what their work is or how they're doing it. That bringing a bunch of Americans in isn't as fruitful for them. Right. Um, Or it's, uh, it is, that we have a partner that we send teams to. There's also the work of really, um, and again, don't go, don't get overwhelmed by this listener. If you are like the single pastor trying to do it all, right. uh, but there's some missionary care yeah. work that goes into that. And, and some of it is a matter of sending an email that says, Hey, I'm praying for you. Um, some of it is uh, picking up the phone and, setting up a Zoom call or whatever it is. Right. Um, but I think that's part of the maintaining uh, a partnership as well is uh, p- putting putting their picture, if you can, uh, uh, putting their picture on the screen on a Sunday morning and saying, hey, church, let's pause and pray for our partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's those kind of things that we're keep. That's all a part of the maintaining uh, partner process right. uh, to, to keep them both in front of the church and then keep the church in front of them, right? Yeah. Just letting them know that we care yeah. um, regularly. I, I would say, yeah, that's incredibly important is pastoral and missionary care. Uh, and I would say it, it's so important because we've gotten out on the field and partnered with people who are not even a part of our church and come to find out that they are completely missing that that's right. from the church they came from. And uh, I, I know we see biblical evidence of partnerships that didn't come out of the church. We see Paul thanking people mm-hmm. for partnering with, supporting him financially. So uh, partnerships, I believe there's biblical foundation for that. However, I would say that our goal is to set up all the partnerships we can handle based on people that we send out. That's right. Because we believe that's the model. Um, so if I could fully fill our bandwidth with people that we sent from our church, that's what I would be looking to do. Yeah. And and I think we're going to talk a little bit more about that in, at a later time about how do we care for people that we are sending. Mm-hmm. I would say that if you're not in a position where people, and we've been there before, times where we didn't have people that were raising their hand and saying, I will go, mm-hmm. and we were engaging in mission through partnerships, well, I would encourage you, 
try to develop that partnership, that relationship in the same way you would if you had sent that person. And I think that's kind of what you were alluding Mm -hmm. to is even as we get to know people that are on the field that came from somewhere else, that's still our goal as their partner is not just to send them money, is not just to go and help them accomplish some task. It's to care for them. It's it's to send them in some way as best we can. Any other thoughts on this in particular? Uh, no, I would just say, again, we're happy to share resources if you're looking for partners, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, one last thing I would say when it comes to setting up partnerships is start with a goal in mind. Agree mm-hmm. with the partner that this is what, like, if, if, if the goal is to plant a church in mm-hmm. an area, everything, say, talk with them and say, how do we think we're going to do this? How could we right. help you do that? And how long do we think it's going to take? And then review and evaluate and set a goal because that gives you a time. You know, we have limited resources, mm-hmm. it gives you the ability to say, we have done what we set out to do. And so now it's okay if we move on to do this. If you don't do that, and it's time to move on, it's just not a good... It feels like you're walking away from somebody. So setting those goals with your partner up front is a huge deal. Good, good. Well, I hope this has been helpful for you and beneficial for your ministry. So if if you think so, please rate, review, and share it on your social media. And thanks for listening.